Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. To get to know some of the top running back prospects for the upcoming NFL Draft, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Emery Hunt. And we're going to talk about some of the top running back prospects for the upcoming NFL Draft. Remember, the NFL Draft taking place at the end of April. So over the next five or six weeks, we'll continue to be pro- profiling some of the top guys that you need to know and some of the sleepers who, you know, every year there's some late round guys who pop. And Emery, I want to start, you know, Bijan Robinson has been the consensus top guy at the running back position for pretty much as long as you want to talk about the 2023 NFL draft, you know, at least the last two years, he's going to be presumably a first round pick in the NFL draft and possibly a first round pick for fantasy drafts. If he lands in the right spot, I guess the question for me is, you know, will his skill set translate for fantasy in particular, where we want, you know, goal line backs and, and pass catching backs, but also are there any, you know, potential, shortcomings for Bijan Robinson that could end up leading to him being a, a disappointment for fantasy. You know, and that's a great way to phrase it, Chris. I think he is all systems go in terms of what you're expecting from a fantasy perspective for mm-hmm. a couple of reasons. One, he's going to get drafted in the first round, which means yep. he's going to get the football. Two, he's a great receiver downfield in the passing yes. game. So he doesn't have to leave the field. Three, he's a really good game breaker. So he can break runs from a distance. So you kind of want to keep giving him the football And also, he's 215 pounds, probably up to 220 by the time training camp starts. So you don't have to worry about taking him off the field in short yardage goal line situations. All three of those boxes are checked for him. So for me, yeah, he's someone that can translate easily to the NFL. Yeah, it's that downfield passing game especially that makes him so potentially exciting because you look at someone like Austin Eckler. Obviously, he's great you know, as a safety valve for his offense, but... He's also been used as a playmaker in the passing game. You split out wide, run routes down the field, and you can get a lot of upside as a pass catcher in that usage as well. So that's what really excites me about him. Who's the best pass catcher among the RB prospects for the upcoming draft? I would probably have to go with Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama Mm -hmm. because he's someone that legitimately can be a slot receiver if you wanted him to be one because he's so fantastic uh, in tracking the football catching over his shoulder, and once he has it in his hands, it's all systems go for him because he's a game-breaker. He's my number one rated running back in this class. I have him rated higher than uh, Bjorn Robinson, who's number two. But, man, when we talk about receiver and receiving threat and the threat of someone like Gibbs on the football field gives you just everything that you want uh, for an offense. Yeah, fifth most targets among running backs over the past three seasons in college football. That's a very good sign. You know, that that route out of the backfield is just impossible to cover if you have someone who's got speed and get a step on. So that's uh, that's a very do you, do you think he's a first round guy? Do you think that's what you get drafted, or do you think we're more like a you know, early third, like late 30s kind of it's tough, man? Because of linemen, the quarterback position will push some guys down. I could see him being that Delvin Cook or that Maurice Jones Drew, mm-hmm. you know, going right at the top of the second round. So technically he's a first round pick. 
but you know how it goes. Like he's going to get picked in second. I can see it both ways. So let's say he'll be gone by pick 35. What's really interesting though, is you look at the, the end of the first round and you know, 26, you've got the Cowboys. They're a, a real dark horse. I think to take a running back after releasing Ezekiel Elliott, Buffalo, they've been linked to a lot of running backs. They tried to trade for Christian McCaffrey last year. Cincinnati, you know, they have Joe Mixon, obviously, but there's been talk of him being a, a cap casualty. The Saints with Alvin Kamara's uh, off-field issues. Philadelphia just lost Miles Sanders. The Chiefs probably aren't going to go back to the well at running back after doing with Clyde Edwards there, but there are a, a handful of really interesting potential landing spots at the end of the first round. And then obviously round two, you know, Pittsburgh, Houston, Arizona, Indianapolis, you know, maybe not as obvious of landing spots, but maybe we'll see some teams, you know, trade back out of the top of the first round or trade up. And, uh, you know, going down a little bit further, just give me a, a day three sleeper who could land in the right spot and, and end up making an impact, you know, the same way that Damian Pierce, the way he ended up, you know, really surprising in training camp, emerging Damian Pierce as the lead running back there. Xavier uh, uh, Valade from Arizona State. You know, bigger back, 5'11", 205 pounds, 210 pounds. I was shocked he wasn't at the combine. There's somebody that ran for over 1,000 yards at Arizona State, and he was terrible this year. So they knew they were running the football, and they still couldn't stop him. He transferred in from Wyoming, and I think he's someone that could be this year's Damian Pierce because he, he run runs well behind his pads. He's got good vision, good footwork, had a great week of work at the East-West Shrine Bowl. He is someone that I think could be that starting tailback coming from day three. As some of the other spot guys that can have some fantasy value, Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina, okay. explosive speed is ridiculous. You also keep an eye out for Jared Broussard out of Michigan State. People forget he was dynamic at Colorado, got injured, transferred to Michigan State, kind of you know was working his way back from that injury, but still was putting together some really good spotlight plays for the Spartans. He's another one that I think can go on day three and find himself on the NFL roster because he's so dynamic with the football in his hands. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and five today. Make sure you check out footballgameplan.com for Emery's full 2023 draft guide. It's going to be out in the next couple of weeks. There's going to be a lot of great stuff in there. And Emery will have you back next week. Maybe talk some, some of the wide receivers for the 2023 NFL draft class. We'll see you guys then.